Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't. But I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, thank you for tuning in this week, friends. Here we are, almost to Thanksgiving now. And I hope that when you're prepping your dinner tables, cooking around in the kitchen, or passed out after having a belly full of food this week, I hope that you'll be able to listen to this episode. Because this week, we have the beautiful and talented voices of the girl group, The Shindellas, joining us for a conversation. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Shindellas are a group made up of the fabulous Tamara Shanice, Stacey Johnson, and Casey Jones, who have been blending together soul, R&B, and pop into a genre they call New American Soul. If you love music where the harmonies are stellar, there's sparkle and glitter, and it's reminiscent of beloved girl groups of the past, then you will love the Shindellas. And in today's conversation, we'll be chatting all about how the group came to be and their new album, Shindo, which is out and available for streaming now. I am so thrilled for you to hear from Tam, Stacy, and Casey. So with that said, let's get into it. You know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, we have three wonderfully talented gals here today. <laughs> we have Tam, Casey, and Stacy. Um, girls, thanks so much, first of all, for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I feel like since we have, you know, all three of you here today, I'd love to first start off when an, I feel like when there's a lot of voices on a podcast, I like to try and get in the the zone of like everybody knowing each voice. So if you wouldn't mind just going around, we could do a little game of popcorn <laughs> and going around and just introducing yourselves. And uh, I know you said you're all based out in Nashville. Um, but yeah, if you wouldn't mind just like introducing yourself and sharing what's going on this weekend, we're going into Halloween weekend, any fun plans? Ooh, well, I'm Tam, Tamara Shanice, um, is my, I guess you could say stage name or Texas Tam as a nickname amongst the weirdos. Um, and for this weekend, I'm actually planning to just stay in. I might actually, I'm trying to catch up on the morning show on Apple. So <laughs> I think that's what Such I'm going to do. Such a good show. <laughs> Get some nice red wine, some popcorn and just go in. So that's, that's my plan for this weekend. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I know I have to start the new season. I've been telling myself I want to kind of wait till all the episodes are out because then I'll just binge it all at once. But I know John Hamm is in this season. Love John Hamm. <laughs> so I'm there for it. I'm there for it. So good. So good. Awesome. And then who wants to go next? This is Casey, aka Love Jones, or my good friends call me Jones. I am excited to also do nothing. We have been going so hard and I just moved. I'm Well, I say just, I moved in June and there are still boxes everywhere in my house and I am ready to finish unpacking and do some laundry and sleep, girl. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I know I relate to that. I feel like myself. I also I'm Saturday night. I have a party. Um, but Sunday tonight, I, I'm just looking forward to just, yeah, relaxing, getting caught up on some shows. I feel you. Same for me. I'm doing laundry right now. That's why I wanted to wait last because my laundry machine is going. I'm like, please don't be so loud. But anyways, <laughs> I just need to be at home. I had the morning. I had a pumpkin spice latte, you know, and I was like, I'm home. Sit on my porch, look at the birds read a book, you know, just do things at home with my puppy. It's great. <laughs> what kind of, what kind of dog? He's a Yorkie. He's a stalker. Stalker Yorkie. Stop it. <laughs> I am stalker a sucker for dogs. Truly. Um, yesterday I was like commuting into um, the city and there was like, oh, it was a rainy day, but there was like a wet lab on the train and he just kept going up to every single person. And I'm like, I I know eventually I will get a dog when the time comes. I just got to like pop a squat and stop traveling for a minute. And it'll be a lot easier for me to do that. But, um, well, awesome gals. I am so thrilled to, yeah, just chat with you all, get into your, you know, your kind of evolution as artists and, what you've all been up to as of late with this new album. Very exciting. Congrats on that. Um, And yeah, I'd love to, you know, for those who don't know, um, who are new to your music and new to your story. And uh, I'd like to know, because one thing that I think really surprised me about you guys is that uh, you didn't know each other before forming the group. Um, I don't know who wants to kick it off by like kind of talking about that chapter of getting the getting the group together and um, how I guess that process went because you all have had worked in music separately, respectively. What was mm-hmm. it like all coming together um, and and kind of like forming a unit? I always like to throw this question to Stacy because she was the seed member and who they first introduced the vision and idea to. So I'm going to let you take the floor, Stace. <laughs> oh, please don't be so loud, laundry machine. <laughs> um, yeah, we started back in... Okay, so the idea of the Shindella started with Chuck Harmony and Claude Kelly, these two extraordinary songwriting-producing geniuses who came together and said, you know what, I'm, I want to see what music is like without a box, without someone having uh, different rules about what it should sound like without any like different, there's just so much um, that they were able to do and everybody wanted them to do the same thing over and over again. So they created Weirdo Workshop, a space where they could create freely. And the first thing they thought about was a girl group, the Shindellas. They thought of this this concept um, and the, they thought of the sound of this group that had essence of the Supremes and it felt nostalgic, but it also felt really brand new. And they started creating music and they brought it to me. They were like, we have this idea. And at the time, I promise I had just been saying like, I want to be a part of something. I know I want it to be bigger than me, but I don't know what it is. I just want to be a part of something bigger than me. And then they said this and I was like, oh, is this what it is? A group? (laughs) Oh, okay. I loved the idea and the concept of the songs being like empowering, self-respect, 
music that my little sister could listen to and my grandmother could listen to and I could feel like proud to turn it up and have everyone sing along music for everyone I loved that concept and so we started this search and it took almost two years of a whole lot of no's a whole lot of wrong people some people are like what are you gonna do for me and you know we're like never mind or people with like scary mom managers who are like, uh, my baby is amazing. So, you know, we're like, never mind. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of wrong until we found Tam singing Santa Baby online. And Claude's like, look at her. Should we, should we hit her up? Should we hit her up? We're like, yes, hit her up. Do it, do it, do it. He DM'd Tam. He doesn't DM anybody. <laughs> so it was really <laughs> awkward for him. And, um, we, uh, Chuck was reminded of Casey Jones, who has been like, they knew each other for a while and stayed in touch. They met each other at a networking event in Los Angeles and stayed in touch over social media. And uh, he just was reminded of her one day. Maybe he came across a post or something and was like, what about Casey Jones? Let me reach out to her and see what she's doing. And they reached out and these two women came to Nashville to meet me and the team. And I'm telling you, it was like a dream come true for me. I love, no, I love that because I, I could imagine the journey to find, you know, a perfect match, if you will. It's, it's a grueling process. It's not, you know, the easiest thing. I mean, you hear stories of some bands kind of just, it's accidental, it's coincidental. Um, but I think when you set out with the intent of, of finding, you know, a group that's going to work, I think it's almost, you know, so much harder that way. Cause there's, you know, specific individuals you're looking for specific sounds you're looking for. Um, but I loved, I, that I think was one of my favorite parts about like learning about your kind of history as a group is that, you know, you all kind of didn't know each other before working together. Um, yes. and I guess too, you know, Stacy, you mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned the Supremes and kind of girl groups of the past, because that's the one thing in this world. I mean, there is no such thing as too many girl groups. I like the world, like we need, like <laughs> keep the girl groups coming. Um, and yes. I think just looking at kind of my generation and just even the past like decade alone, like a lot of wonderful girl groups, but then when you look historically throughout music and different genres of music, um, that's very much, I mean, just music in general, musicians in general are, are so prevalent in society. But when you look at girl groups, for example, like the Supremes, it's, I mean, the, the relevance, but the importance um, they had amongst society is incredible. Um, and when you look at the artists they've helped shape today, I think that's, you know, the really incredible thing about uh, performers and musicians. So I'd love to know um, all of you, actually, if you wouldn't mind sharing, because um, I know that with your, uh, as the Shandellas, with your music, you, I think, have a lot of defining characteristics with your your music and your stage, you know, presentation and your costuming and wardrobe and everything that I think is really fun. But then there are some things that really channel, um, whether it be disco or, or soul music of the past, performers of the past. I think you see a lot of that, which is really um, something that I really love. Um, those kind of influences really stand out. But if you wouldn't mind sharing, who are some of those influences for you, um, whether it be, you know, single musicians or girl groups, uh, who's uh, really influential for yourself as a performer, but also as, you know, you guys as a group? Ooh, 
So we have a Mount Rushmore of girl groups. Um, we have the Supremes. We have the Andrew sisters, uh, we have the Pointer sisters, and we have the Clark sisters. So it's a little bit of everything from gospel to rock and roll to like R&B, soul, pop, you know, it's all of that. And we are a melt, like we're literally a melting pot of all of our influences. And so um, it's really beautiful to see how we've taken um, inspiration from all of the different girl groups and kind of weave them into who the Shindellas are. Um, I would have to say individually, um, I pull from people like Aretha Franklin and Anita Baker, Whitney Houston. Um, those are like probably my big three. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I, I have a gospel background. So of course we have, you know, like Yolanda Adams and Cece Winans and just all of these incredible voices in gospel music. Like that's what I grew up on. And so that's really what shaped me as a vocalist and performer. Yeah. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Stacey and Kelsey. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I always struggle with this question because I have so many influences. I really grew up watching movie musicals with my grandmother and my mom. So Lena Horne, um, Pearl Bailey, Barbara Streisand, Judy Garland, like uh, Stephanie Mills, those voices were really prominent in my childhood. But then of course, like Snoop Dogg and uh, Mary J. Blige and Mariah Carey were really prominent in my like finding myself as a girl era. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then everyone, Tam said, our Mount Rushmore for sure. It's just, it was just like all this musical information and trying to synthesize it into something that is uniquely me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just, I'm so grateful to all the artists who've put themselves out there so we can kind of find ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my family's Jamaican. And so I grew up listening to reggae music, lots of reggae and dance hall and soca music. Mm -hmm. um, I discovered the Waiting to Exhale CD, I think first. My mom loved that, see that soundtrack. So <laughs> we played that and that had like basically everybody Tam listed, Aretha Franklin, SWB, it had, you know, Brandy, it had Anita Baker. It was just all the r and just wonderful voices of that time. So I was definitely inspired by that. And then I discovered American music, which kind of like, it kind of opened my mind to world music. Um, mm -hmm. So I mean, Miriam McCabe and like, Bob Marley and Falakuti and just music all from all over, even like Ethiopian music and Cuban music. So just from all over. I just love, I really was chasing a feeling from music more than understanding the words, more than, you know, really it being a certain kind of genre, but the feeling of like a shindo when a song first plays and it kind of like washes over you, mm -hmm. I would chase that feeling. And so it made me like discover music from all over. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's inspired by. I love that. And I, I think that's one of the really, um, you know, I was talking to Casey about this at the start of the call. Like I, I just moved to London actually back this summer and I used to live in New York. And I think one of the really 
you know, one of the privileges about living in a very big city that's also very much a melting pot, especially like New York, um, is you do, you have all different cultures, all different essentially genres of music represented because you have people from all over listening to music from like their ancestral like lineage, whether it be, oh my gosh, New York, you have all the different neighborhoods still that are, are still around. I mean, my even looking at my um my grandfather was born and raised in Brooklyn and he grew up in a Polish neighborhood of Brooklyn. So I think you still have kind of that like history within a city of just a melting pot of different cultures and and um with that comes things like music and entertainment. And I think today, the way that, you know, looking at the industry and where um, the artists are now that are coming into the industry. And I, I think it's so wonderful. I talked to now, not all friends, because I have friends who are still very defined to like the one genre of music they listen to. But I have a lot of friends who really listen to all different genres. Um, and I, I try and really step out of my comfort zone. Like if I'm walking around somewhere and I hear a great song, like whether it be in the office, out at a party, walking around a store, I, I, I find like I instantly will be like, oh, this is amazing. And I have to look it up. And, and that's how I get like hooked on, you know, new genres. It's always like a lot of is like listening to other people's influences, the artists that they are really inspired by. So um, with all of you being from sort of different backgrounds and coming together, I think that was the one thing that, uh, you know, I found really interesting is like, who are the artists who inspire you and how did that kind of form uh, the group's influences? Um, because I, I think that's, I had brought up before your kind of uh, characteristics, if you will, uh, th the defining um, things of the group, uh, other than talent, of course, is you have such a wonderful style. Um, and I think it's, it's honestly, it's that, because I listen to a lot of music <laughs> and I think it's your energy as a group. I find it really unparalleled to a lot of other music out there. Um, it's just, it's, it's fun, your wardrobe, like it's glitter, it sparkles, it's fun. Your sound is fun. The vibes are there, everything, like the energy is so high and I love it. So how did that sort of work? Was it more of like a natural flow creating music together and, and kind of finding your, your style, your vibe as, as artists, as a group? I'm like, do you want to keep going? Because that was like really beautiful and affirmative. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you. Yes. Um, I think it was, we were really intentional about it. When we came together, we were very much like, we're not new to this. We're true to this. Like we've all been doing this in our own capacity for so long. So we wanted to present something that said we are here. Like we have nothing to prove. Like come out the gate swinging. We put on those full body sequin superhero jumpsuits made by Bria Stinson. And we're just like, hello world. And um, so it was intentional, but also we followed our, we've been following our instincts. Most of the styling is done by us lately. Like the visuals you've seen stays his most directed. The outfits we've been wearing, Tam has styled. Like we have really been, leaning in more and more as we've gotten more confident and really wanting to show like that's the where I think the Supremes have that influence that polished elegant 
femininity that we all are attracted to and we're drawn to as girls that magic yeah and i think i was gonna say okay. oh sorry no go ahead go ahead <laughs> oh i was gonna say we also have this giant vision board and uh we all love fashion so we would definitely just print out and post up all of these different ideas and even from the beginning of the chandelas i used to sketch ideas of what we could wear even before i had like the faces <laughs> and i would just sketch these women with these futuristic glam looks and so i feel like our intention was there from the beginning and Bria, who Case mentioned, was the first one to see this board and listen to our music and vibe out with us and really help us to create those first looks. And um, yeah, like Case said, we did. We just were like, hello, world, we are here. And <laughs> they were like, okay, hello, Shindellas. <laughs> but I love it. It's that confidence that I think really kind of sets you guys apart. Like, you know exactly who you are as artists you know, your genre. And I, I think it, you know, you stand all the taller for it. And, um, you know, I think with just this new album with Shindo, and we're going to get into talking about that in a second. Uh, I just think the the energy that's in the music is so wonderful. So um, with that said, when it came to making this new album, uh, what were you kind of what was the expectation what were you looking to sort of get out of this that's different from the other work you've put out oh that is a great question um I think that with our first few projects we were finding ourselves and finding our voices and shedding a lot of our insecurities and our fears as Stacey said in past interviews um yeah, we were we were going through a lot, you know, especially with hypnotic like grits. Um, the world was going through a lot, and mm -hmm. we wanted to remind people of, you know, who they were um, and the power that they had with hypnotic like grits. And so, um, fears no place was like our first offering from that album, um, and it was our mantra at the time. It was the thing that was keeping us going and keeping us empowered because there were so many things around us that basically incited fear. And we were like, no, <laughs> fear has no place in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I want to do this. I am, I'm gifted enough to carry this message and to, and people deserve to hear my voice, you know? So that was what Hysistic Light Grits was. It was kind of like our reclamation of our power and who we were as individuals and who we were collectively. And then, so with this album, with Shindo, it was a celebration because we were like, okay, we're on the other side of this now. Um, and the world is kind of trying to, you know, we're still, we're still battling. And I know that to be true. Um, but we wanted to bring joy. We wanted to um, give people a reason to smile, give people a reason to dance, um, remind them of how important community was and how, you know, being able to, you know, celebrate with the people that, love you and support you going where the love is like all of those things are contained within this this um shindo project and so um yeah like it's it's been a crazy journey i'm like looking forward to like what is going to happen from here like what the evolution will be from shindo you know but um yeah this is just it was a joyous project and we got a chance to write on it you know so we have like mm -hmm. four songs that we co-wrote with claude and chuck 
Um, and we were able to tell our stories our way. And so you really get to hear Casey, Stacy, and Tam on Shindo. And it's just, it's so beautiful. I love that. And so writing songs, what was that like being able to write songs for the record? Fun. Fun. It was just such a joyful release because we've been working with Claude and Chuck. I guess you've been working with them for about five years when we started really working on Shindo. That's about, that's right, right? About five years. So we've been learning from them, um, seeing how, what their process is like. And these are two guys who've, you know, won Grammys, written with and for Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, Rihanna, Bruno Mars, everybody, Michael Jackson, you know? So the standard, their standard is so high, but the best part about working with them uh, was that once you're in that room, it's just fun. It's play. It's collaborative. And you hear it like you hear it in Juicy. You hear it in Kiss and Tell. Like it's fun. Like it's songs that people can make memories to, you know, and to be a part of that, like to know we wrote on these songs that people will play at their weddings or have their first dance to, or it's an unbelievable feeling because we've seen that because we have so many memories to songs that Claude and Chuck have written together and respectively. So yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Truly. And just even the little moments too, because I got to say, so you brought up Juicy and like that has become like, as of late, I have my makeup playlist for in the morning when I'm getting ready and it's in the playlist. It's in the playlist, girls. Yes. It's such a good song. Such I love that. <laughs> I love, I that, love that for you. <laughs> it's well, because it's I, it's the energy and it's also your sound. I feel like the other thing I wanted to highlight um is your harmonies. Beautiful, impeccable, like so good. And that's not an easy thing. I feel like, I mean, I'm no singer, but I could only imagine it's not an easy thing as somebody who listens to music. I can only imagine it's not an easy thing to really nail and get right. Um, but your harmonies are so beautiful. And I actually, I was listening to um, another, I think another interview you guys had done a few years ago when you were talking about like kind of getting together as a group. And you said how, like, it's it's kind of rare to find, you know, a girl group that really emphasizes their harmonies. And that's so true. Like, honestly, right now, like, I know there's girl groups out there in the industry, but um, at the moment, I can't think of, it's not bad that I can't think of a lot. Um, and I think when you look at groups that are really defined in their artists who know who they are as artists and really I don't know expand upon their talent um I think that's a really hard thing to come across and you guys I feel like uh, as artists as a group you've really you know what you're good at and while you experiment with new things and, you know, Tam, you were talking about doing different albums that kind of represent different styles, different times in your life. Um, you definitely do that and explore those avenues, but um, you know exactly who you are and um, your strengths are your strengths and you really go out and like kill it at that. So um, I just had to bring up the harmonies because that's a huge thing. <laughs> 
Thank you. A lot of people like after shows will come up and be like, I'm the fourth Shindella. <laughs> and I feel like the harmony and our blend is actually the fourth Shindella. Like you've got Casey, Stacy, and Tam, and then you've got our collective sound. And that's our fourth. And that's like the secret sauce. <laughs> that's no one can take that from us, you know? And we also just really love singing harmony. Like we all sing in choirs. We've done, every, you know, we like singing in harmony. I think some people kind of shy away from it, but we all just enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to dive um, into that as well, sort of just like your more of your evolution as a group. But just back to the album quickly, um, I, I'd i love to know just like a quick little, another little game of popcorn, because um, there's so many wonderful songs on the album. Um, and as you said, some that you wrote, uh, which were the ones that really stood out to you, um, maybe individually, that really meant something to you putting them out on the album? Man. Mm. Uh, I know it's like um, picking a favorite child, I guess. <laughs> well, think of me for me. It, I mean, they all mean so much to me. Uh, but think of me for me was this song that uh, I'd heard before. The guys had already written this song. And I think I might have heard it like once, honestly, once or twice, maybe so long ago. The, de- the the artist that recorded it did not take the song. So it's like happens like this happens so many times. Let me breathe. It happens so many times where you hear these beautiful songs. In that case, I saw it create, be, um, become, like I saw them create this song. I loved it so much. And then it just didn't go anywhere. And it's just lost to a hard drive somewhere, you know? And I remembered it this entire time. And when we were thinking about what we wanted to add to Shindo, that song came up again because of how unique it was and timeless it was and how uh, I felt like it was another airworm where it's something that just takes over you, like a feeling like washes over you with that song uh, because of how the musicianship in there, how the modulation, like it changes keys and you're just taken away even more. Like all of those things were so important to hear on the radio right now or on your, like in your headphones, you got to hear music like that right now. And so I felt like that song was uh, a great song in addition to the Shindo album. And uh, yeah, so we recorded it. I love it. That's what you got to do is like Taylor Swift was doing at the vaults. Like you got to release the vault of all the songs that didn't make the cut, but should have made the cut. Like I'll yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah. But um, Tamara, um, Casey, did you have any, a song that really kind of resonated with you on the album? Um, All of the songs are my favorite. I would have to say Ooh La La is was the final piece to the Shindo puzzle. It was the final song that we actually um, uh, recorded. And I just remember, so when I went in to cut the vocals for that song, I remember not having eaten all day. I hadn't drank a lick of water and Claude Kelly had me in there for, I think it was all of five hours straight like just singing that song down. But the song was so like, I loved it so much until I was like, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get it exactly how I want it to be because this is also a part of my story. Like it was, it basically kind of was like 
where I was romantically in my relationship. And so I was like, I want to tell this story in the best way possible. So like, let me figure out how to do it. So yeah, we were in that studio going hard and I did not eat any food or drink any water. And I just remember that. That was the one thing I remember. And to hear it now and to hear how beautifully it came out, just, it was just so much more, it was so pleasing to me. So that was one of the songs for sure. <laughs> oh, I love that. I literally almost gasped because I was like, isn't that the third track on the album? I think. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. way it kind of works, it just felt like such a natural flow. I mean, obviously nobody writes every song like one after the other, but it right. kind of flows so naturally. That's so funny to hear that it was like the last one that you did. Cause it mm-hmm. like, yeah, such a natural flow to it in the, in sort of the order of it on the album. But I love that. And it's again, such a good song. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Casey. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have two. Like, first of all, I love all the songs, mm-hmm. but the two that really mean stand out and mean a lot are Last Night and Good as Gold. Last night was good for my soul and good as gold. Because speaking of making memories, we had those were two of the first songs we recorded, and we had the rough demos of them. And we just kept playing them. And I remember I have footage of us playing them at my bachelorette party in the party bus. Like we got to play you guys this new Shandela's music and everyone going crazy. And then again at my wedding. So like those songs are so ingrained in in like these huge moments of my life. My whole family knew every word to both those songs before they even came out. There's like footage of everybody learning the shitty step, us in our white dresses at the wedding, like, cause all, my, my bridesmaids were white. So we were all together. Like it looks like a music video, honestly. Um, yeah. So that's just special to me. That's really special to me. Oh, I love that. And congrats to you. When was your wedding? You. It was July 29th, 2020. Oh same day Beyonce dropped Renaissance. <laughs> oh, I love that. Amazing. Holy day. <laughs> A holy day for sure. <laughs> um, but no, I think I, I was so curious to hear because the album, um, I forget uh, who had said it earlier, but th- there are so many different, you know, types of songs, right, on the album, um, all about so many different topics. And uh, I think it was just, I always love hearing that, especially when it comes to groups uh, and there's so many different voices kind of reflected on the album, both, you know, on paper and then vocally, um, when it comes to writing and then when it comes to recording, um, I always love hearing kind of like what songs everybody really like felt connected to most. Um, but then I guess with the album, you know, I've been, uh, one of the things I really loved about you guys, like promoting the album is talking about like what Shindo means. And I think, uh, Stacey, you were talking about it earlier about this, like, kind of like feeling of just like euphoria what does, I guess, what would you say, would you mind expanding upon that? And like, what essentially like the feeling of Shindo is and what are you hoping that, you know, listeners listening to the album will kind of feel from it? Yes, that's it. The feeling of euphoria, goosebumps and chills, like overcoming feeling of inspiration or something new hits you or like butterflies. And it's just like, ooh, I got it right now. Chills, goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Shindo. Um, that's actually what the Shindellas are named after. The ladies who bring the chills, the Shindo, the Shindellas. 
And that's what we want our listeners and our audience, our fans and friends to feel when they listen to our music or when they even have a conversation with us, you know, or see us, when they see our costumes, when they, you know, hear our harmonies to get a shindo and to feel that feeling of over, of euphoria, like you said, it's a good word. I like that one. No, I love that. I I think truly, um, and not just saying this because you're all right in front of me, but like you have, not only are you all absolutely gorgeous, but you have really like gorgeous and beautiful just personas. And I think that's so reflected in your music. Um, The energy is there. The joy is there. And um, I think, Tam, you were saying earlier about like really after the kind of crazy, I mean, still got a lot of craziness going on in the world. Um, But especially looking back on like the past few years with the pandemic and just a lot of conflict going on, um, putting out messaging and entertainment that's empowerful and positive is so important. And I feel like you guys have completely just really like mastered that, that energy um, and that enthusiasm for, for music. Thank you. Of course, of course. So I would love to know then, um, obviously, uh, album is out now. People can listen and I will be linking everything up for people to go listen and do that. Uh, what are you like, what's next on the horizon for you guys and what you're, you know, setting out to do, um, performing coming up, uh, any like other music endeavors and ventures in the works? Yes, so much everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many things just like Tam and Stace said. Um, but we do have two shows coming up here in Nashville. We ha- do an annual Christmas show, but this year we're doing it even bigger. December 16th at the Fisher Center at Belmont. Uh, hope for holidays with True West Foundation. It's going to be so fun. Lewis York and friends. We are some of the friends. <laughs> and then December 19th, we make our grand old Opry debut. So that that's is... going to be really fun. Probably singing some Christmas songs. Ooh. <laughs> Congratulations. That is a huge deal. Um, as somebody like I listen to a lot of country music, a lot of Americana music and the Opry. I mean, that is a huge deal. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, world domination. That that's what we want. We want this music to continue to just permeate the world. Like we want want to find our tribe basically. We want our music to find our people and be able to tour the world and have people come out and know that they have a safe space with us and that our music is a safe space and we want them to feel seen and heard. So that's what we're looking forward to is touring the world really mm-hmm. with this music. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, you are more than welcome here in London. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Gotta get there. That is like on our to-do list, like at the top of our to-do list, truly. It's such yeah. a fun city. It's such a big city. Like as somebody who lived in New York, which I mean, like population wise, it's massive. Um, but now being over here in London, as uh, as small of a country as the UK is, uh, it's really mind boggling how big London is. Um, But I think the really wonderful thing is like, there's so many incredible places to perform at here. There's so many, oh my, I just had a conversation earlier with another artist for the podcast 
and um, she's getting ready to go on tour. And I said the same thing to her that I'm going to tell you guys, 2024, I said, is the year I, w- I just want to go to concerts. I want to, I feel like the past few years have been like tricky with getting to concerts. Le- this past year, I got to a few, um, but I really want like 2024 to be like my year of music and go to see like really amazing performers. Um, yeah. you guys included. So right. London, <laughs> I'm manifesting, I'm manifesting a London show, guys. I'd love All this right. one ticket. Let's go. <laughs> Amazing. <I know. laughs> I'll put it on the board. I think it's already on is London on the board already? I think we have a what we have a venue on the board. Oh yeah, we definitely have London on the board. I think well. we have Ronnie Scott's on the board. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Manchester, mm. Manchester too is really fun. I don't know if you've ever been, if you've ever been to the UK, but Manchester is a really fun city as well. So really I have family fun. there. Nice. I need to get out there just so I can see them. That's yeah, right. you got to get over. I was just telling, because <laughs> a lot of people, I think that, you know, they'll come to the UK and they'll go to London. I'm getting sidetracked now. <laughs> a lot of people come to the UK and go to London, but I'm like, there's so many really cool cities like outside of, of London, Manchester being one of them. So highly recommend. <laughs> but um anyways uh you know gals I always love to kind of conclude in asking with this being handling it um I love to know what's a piece of advice or a lesson you've learned that's really helped you handle your life and looking at you know your individual careers your careers together as this incredible girl group um, and the music that you've been able to create, what's uh, a piece of advice or something that's really helped you handle it? If you, I guess we could go around again. Um, let's start with, ooh, who should I pick? Who should I pick? Let's start with Casey this time. <laughs> okay. I would say a piece of advice for handling it specifically in my creative career is to keep creating, um, Create when you have a day job, create when you don't feel good, just keep creating because self-trust has been probably my personal biggest hurdle. And the thing that helps me overcome that every time is just completing something, just putting words on a page, just going and doing a a show. Um, So whatever you're doing, keep taking action towards that goal. That is, that's how I continue to handle my life. Yes. Handling it. <laughs> I love, love it. So good. Oh, you me? Oh, I will totally go. Um, I would have to say the piece of advice that I could give that I've carried with me on my journey is um comparison is the thief of joy. And your journey is your journey, and what is for you will never miss you. So if you feel like you're behind. If you feel like you might've missed out on something or whatever that is, you have not missed out. You are on track. You are right where you're supposed to be. Everything is already right where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So that is my, I love that is what I care about. I'm a, I'm a big believer in like trusting, I don't know, God's timing and what's meant to happen will happen when it's supposed to. Cause I'm very much like big like annoying planner where it's like I I have to plan like the day ahead of me and like the day before that and and just everything I have to have like laid out in a plan and um lately (laughs) it's been like a yearly process but I've been like really trying to uh just go with the flow of things more and like just trusting the timing of everything so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mine yeah. is to piggyback off of that, going with the flow. Um, I'm very similar to you. Like I want everything planned. I want to, you know, see it out and, uh, most of the time control what, what happens. And so learning to let go, I think, um, of what you think things are supposed to be, um, was a big lesson for me, just learning to let go of my own perspective and allowing what happens to happen and appreciate that. Um, that was my biggest lesson. I, I would tell everybody that because we, we all want to see it a certain way, but it ends up coming out differently, no matter what kind of creative work you're doing, especially when you're collaborative. So you have to be open and like be like water. I would say that all the time with the girls. I want to be like water. I want to just be fluid and let it fill the shape, whatever shape it's going to fill, because then it is good, you know, and I want to fight it. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's more so just like, cause I, I, I'm the type of, you know, individual too, where it's like, you have that end goal in mind and you're hustling to that end goal. And I think it's more so like, you don't have to stop hustling. You don't have to stop, you know, going for your dreams and, and trying to get to where you want to be, but it's fixating less on that end goal and just kind of enjoying the journey more, um, and wherever it may take you. Uh, I think that's, it's a hard thing, hard thing to kind of, to learn to deal with and accept, but, um, a really beneficial one. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, ladies, this was so much fun. I really enjoyed just getting to hear your stories and learn more about you. I think I, I really, this podcast, I, this is my fourth year doing it now. And I love the people that it like helps me cross paths with, um, and your music, the work that you're creating. Like I said, I really don't see really anything else like it amongst a girl group in the industry right now. Um, the joy and the energy in your music is just really unparalleled. And I, I just like, I've been like recommending it to people already. Um, and I can't wait to just see where you guys go and what all you continue to do next. Thank you. I mean, so this is so fun. Of course, of course. And if someone wouldn't mind kind of signing us out with uh, where people can follow along with you guys and keep up with all your musical and and personal works. (laughs) Okay, I will. (laughs) The Chimbellas on all platforms. That's T-H-E-S-H-I-N-D-E-L-L-A-S on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, theshindellas.com. And we've got merch out. We've got vinyl and CDs. So we'd love to share that and see if people are still into that classic way of listening to music. We sound really good on record. It's like pristine. So yeah, all things The Shindellas. Wait, that's amazing. The, the vinyl thing just really like changed the game because um, yeah. I love getting a good, <laughs> I yeah. love a good vinyl. Um, and it sounds so good. Because I think it's obviously like more of a pastime, right? Like collecting vinyls in this like digital age that we're in. But I think um, as somebody who like really loves music and takes a lot of pride in the artists I listen to and the genres I listen to, I really love, um, you know, having just different vinyls out and like having people be able to go and be like, oh, this is who you're interested in. The kind of like, everything on display is, I guess, what I mean. Um, that changes yeah. the game. So I will be linking everything up <laughs> yes. so that people can check it out. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This was a joy. Thank you.
All right, guys, I hope you loved hearing from the Shindellas as much as I did. Everything about their energy, sound, and style is something to talk about. They have a positivity that's absolutely infectious, and I highly recommend looking up and listening to their music if you haven't already. And if you're around in Nashville this December, be sure to check them out at one of their shows. All the information is listed in the episode description. Thank you to the fabulous Shandellas, Tam, Stacey, and Casey so much for coming on, and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast, and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you in two weeks with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now, and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.